Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the Rob Zakari Show. I am your host, Rob Zakari. We are live. Yes, we are live. I'm very excited. Well, a lot of. Uh, let me start over. I'm very excited that the how well, Thanksgiving holiday is over with, but that we can now kind of plow forward and get us to uh, Christmas without any interruptions. I know last week was brutal. Those of you who are uh, lifelong uh, listeners, you were tortured. I had a wedding to go to, and then the whole uh, Thanksgiving thing uh, killed us. I mean, we've missed uh, a ton of stuff, ton of stuff. But I am happy to report we don't have um, anything going on. <laughs> we don't have anything going on in the uh, next few weeks, unless uh, my wonderful and lovely uh, girlfriend goes into labor and I have a preemie, then we have things going on, but we're not going to jinx ourselves with that. We're not, we're not going to talk about that, but that's it. I am here. I am with you. So let's get to the show. At what point do you think, uh, so, well, I think it's a rhetorical question because we voted for Trump. We voted for Trump. Okay? Plain and simple. You could take the Hillary Clinton uh, million and a half or two million popular votes and wipe your ass with them because that's not how we pick a president. I'm sorry to all my liberal friends, but that's not how we pick a president. So put that on the shelf. We voted for Trump. Why did we vote for Trump? In part because of things that uh, keep happening and this government the Democrats don't do anything about it. The safety of the American people is really what the government's job and only real job is supposed to be. We're not Cuba, we're not a communist country. Sure, the government plays a role in creating an environment where business can flourish, but ultimately, we the people want as little government involvement as possible. But part of that involvement is keeping us safe. And that's really what they're supposed to do above anything else. Is keep us safe. And this administration 
hasn't done that. They have not kept us safe. We are less safe today than we were a year ago. We are less safe today than we were two years ago. So the American people spoke and they voted for Trump. In part, for what happened today. Another Somali refugee. I don't care if CNN or MSNBC want to say he was a legal, permanent U.S. Listen, he came here as part of a refugee program. Okay? Him and his family came here because the Democrats and the Obama administration have opened the gates and let these people pour in. A Somali refugee. Now, if this was the first time, okay, a fluke. All right, we get it, a fluke. But not only was this not the first time, but we're talking about something that happened not more than three months ago. Remember the mall in Minnesota? Remember that? What happened today in Ohio is almost identical to what happened at the mall in Minnesota a few months ago. Guys, these aren't coincidences. These aren't coincidences. And then, and then prior to the mall attack, Nine Somalis were arrested, arraigned, prosecuted in federal court for plotting to go to Syria, Iraq, wherever over there, and help ISIS. These aren't funny little coincidences. These aren't like, oh, wow, we're here at the same coffee shop. (laughs) Hey, oh, you're watching Chris Hayes? I love Chris Hayes. Wow, you even got the hipster douchebag glasses on. This isn't that. We have a problem with Somali refugees. We have a real problem. And if you say, hey, you know, we're going to have to be careful with the, uh, you know, Somalis coming in. We're going to have to be careful. Oh, you, you, you're racist. You, you xenophobe. 
How? How am I racist? How am I a xenophobe? It's it's just common sense. I mean, it really is. Well, look at all of the things that happen in the United States by Americans on a regular basis. And are we going after white people that are Christians that commit? Are we going after? Time out. Time out. Time. Time. Relax. Calm down, liberal. Calm down. We've talked about uh, the fact that you can't do anything about Americans born in Louisiana or born in Mississippi or born here in Los Angeles, California, Americans that are born here, that are raised here, that are grown up here, and they start getting a little cuckoo. They start getting a little nutso. There's nothing you can do about them. There's absolutely nothing you can do about them. But when you're importing people, when you're importing people who then go on to kill, maim, blow stuff up, that's a problem. Because we can prevent that. That's something you can prevent. You just don't bring them here. You don't, but there is absolutely not one benefit. It's not one benefit to bringing Somalian refugees to the United States. There's not one benefit. But we're America. We're a melting pot. We're, that's, that's, that's the reason. That's the reason. Because on the Statue of Liberty, it says, give us your weak. So that's your reason. See, that's the thing. Liberals can never give you a legit reason. Except that's not the values of who we are. Like, values cured cancer. Values created jobs. You know what I mean? How you feel. Well, because when when we do really nice things for people, that's what makes America, America. Okay, I asked the question again. Take out feelings. Take out how it makes you feel inside, that warm and fuzzy feeling. What is the reason to risk bringing Somalis here? What's the reason? Because right now there's 11 people that have been injured. At Ohio State. And probably traumatized for the rest of their lives. Scars that will never go away. I mean, imagine how terrifying it is to be walking on campus 
and a car runs you over. And if you don't die, okay, if you don't die and you get up, you're hobbling, you're like, oh, Jesus, what's going on? And then somebody is stabbing you with a machete. Just imagine what that does to your brain. You manage to live, manage to get treatment, you manage to, you know, recover. But what does that do to one's brain? I mean, there's things that I've got locked in my head that are about a one on the scale of being run over and then being stabbed by a Somalian. Okay? I got things that are on a one that have happened to me that that I can, like, relive or give me the chills if I go, oh, God, remember that? I can't fathom having the thought on a constant loop of the time you were run over by a Somalian and then stabbed. So just in the six months, you're talking 20 people, a little more than 20 people, have been maimed and or killed Somalian refugees. And again, don't tell me, well, he's a legal permanent. Listen, they came here as part of a refugee program of some sort. The kid today, Abul Razik Alian Artan, Okay, they fled Somalia in 2007 to Pakistan. They fled. That's like a refugee. They fled. They fled something, landed in Pakistan. And then in 2014 came to the United States. So, as far as I'm concerned, those are refugees. And just think, as we talk about Syrian refugees, and we listen to liberals on a daily loop go, not one Syrian refugee has ever turned out to be a terrorist. Not one Syrian refugee has ever done anything to harm the United States. Think years and years and years and years and years ago. Just just think how many liberals said there's no Somalian refugees that want to hurt Americans that have come here. All the Somal I mean, just replace Somalian with Syrian or vice versa. But everything we're hearing about Syrian refugees, we basically heard about Somalian refugees. And look how well that has turned out. 
Again, if we're just talking about, you know, one fluke incident, okay, call me a xenophobe. But we're talking about a pattern, like a legitimate pattern. In the last six months, you have a little over 20 people that have now been attacked by Somalians. Some have died. And then imagine the families and how they are feeling. So again, I ask the question, what is the purpose of bringing Somalian refugees into this country? Or any refugee for that matter? Or, if you want to be, as liberals say, completely xenophobic, any foreigner for that matter. Why? Why? You know, the phrase, we're full. Why? Like, why? Tell me the reason. Is the Somalians curing cancer? All of these Somalians that we've let in, are they curing cancer? Are they curing AIDS? Remember, the concept of immigration was always these people bringing something to the table. We let people immigrate here because they're providing something to the United States. They're, they're providing and not, you know, selling oranges on Sherman Way in Reseda. That's, that's not, that's, that's not uh, why immigration was technically created. I, I mean, it just wasn't. There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. We brought all these Somalians here. What was the reason? And my friends on the left can't give a reason except American values, what's written on the Statue of Liberty... It's not who we are. These are all the things. Why do we do that? We got to keep them up. That's not who we are. Well, why do we look what the Statue of Liberty says? Give us your thing. What about our value? Those are the reasons. And I just don't think 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, man, maybe 100 people should have their lives affected for no good reason. Absolutely no good reason. I mean, this is scary, man. And I'm only throwing out there the Minnesota mall attack. And now this Ohio 
attack. And of course, uh, the nine uh, Somalians that pled guilty. I, I'm just talking, I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch more. There's a whole bunch more. And one of the ironic things about Abu Razik, he did a little interview with like the school newspaper or whatever local paper they have in that community, where he bitched and whined that the college didn't have a special place for the Muslims to go pray. Balls with that. He bitched and whined. There's no special place, so us Muslims could go pray. Go go pray for what? To go pray to kill Americans? You little scumbag? Pray for what? And now there's reports that, of course, on his Facebook. So you always get Facebook, social media. It's like all these little scumbag terrorists post on social media. But we, we never find out about these people until after they attack. But anybody from the so-called alt-right movement or anybody that's friends with anybody that is not a liberal, man, their Facebook account gets deleted, their Twitter account gets suspended. They have triggered words. Whether it's Trump, Alt-right, Pepe the Frog, Tila Tequila, whatever. But as it pertains to Muslims, Somalians, death to America, nah. (laughs) You take your boobs out on (laughs) Facebook, you're getting your account shut down. You're getting flagged. But you talk about America, you talk about you hate America, you talk about how America, well, come on, what are you going to do? That's free speech. So that's free speech, but boobs is like what? <laughs> what? I always find that amusing. And this goes back to obscenity and, and what is obscenity and pornography. Boobs, penises, vaginas, sex acts, that stuff's not protected by free speech. That's not, that's not protected by free speech. But talking about how you hate America, death America, wanting Americans killed, loving Allah, all of that is totally cool. Boobs, no good. Death to America, good. It's just insane. It really is. It's just insane. And like I said, when you hear people go, oh, 
Trump won because of racists. Trump won. No. Trump won in part because he will actually say, hey, guess what? We're full. What do you mean we're full? Uh, we're full. Like full, we're full. We're, we're, we're shutting the doors down for a little bit. What do you mean you're shutting the doors down? Why, that's not an American way. Yeah, it is. It is. We're full. We need to take care of our people. That's what we need to do. And this past administration has let things get so out of hand. They've let things go nuts that it's going to probably take, I would say, a year to two to get things back in. Apparently, other people agree with me. Apparently, other people agree with me. Because if they didn't, guess what? Hillary Clinton would have won Michigan. She would have won Florida. She would have won Ohio. She would have won Pennsylvania. Hillary Clinton would have won all the states that Barack Hussein Obama won. Not the states that Bill Clinton won. Not the states that Al Gore won. Not the states that John Kerry won. But the states that Barack Hussein Obama won. And she didn't. Take the two million votes from California and New York and wipe your ass with them. Because those two million people that put her over the top in popular votes, let's face it, are retarded. There. They're retarded. They're retarded. I'm from California. I live in Los Angeles. And there's a lot of retarded people out here. Like, just oozing of retardation. As one of my baby doctors used the phrase, mental retardation, which I haven't heard used since I was like 10. Mental mental retardation. Not just retardation, but mental retardation. But Trump won because people go, hey, I I, I don't want to be at a mall and have some Somalian stab me. Ah, come on, that won't happen. What do you mean it won't happen? It's happening. It's happening. It's not, oh, it won't happen. It's happening. The two places, the two places, when you look at the map and you look at statistics, the two places that have the heaviest, as far as resettlement of Somalians are Ohio 
in Minnesota. The two places that they resettle Somalians the most are Minnesota and Ohio. And where do we have all of our problems from? Minnesota and Ohio. These aren't coincidences, man. These aren't coincidences. These are not coincidences, guys. Okay? And people in Ohio, people in Pennsylvania, people in Michigan, people in Florida, they know it's not coincidences either. That's why they vote for Trump. I'll tell you, right now, if I was living in Ohio, okay, if I was going to Ohio State, if I, if I was a Buckeye, I would be organizing right now, and I would be demanding John Kasich resign. I would. I would. Think about it. Kasich is the one who has resettled all of these Somalians there. John Kasich is the one who went out of his way to derail Donald Trump. And I'm not talking about the primaries because Kasich wanted to be president. But once it was over, once Kasich was out, that he didn't endorse, didn't campaign, went out of his way to bury Trump. I would organize, march, and demand Kasich resign. That's what I would do. But who am I? I'm just a jerk off over here. Just a big jerk off. It's Rob Zagari. We're going to take a break when we come back. Let's talk about Jill Stein, this scam artist. And until then, listen to a little Baked Alaska. Yes, a little Baked Alaska. We love our cops. Yes.
Muslim that uh, attacked all those people in uh, Ohio. Fox had the name and exactly who he was. Uh, Of course, Breitbart, our good friends at the great website, Breitbart. They also had the name. You want to know who didn't have the name? CNN. CNN didn't have the name. CNN did not have the name. Go figure. CNN didn't have the name. They didn't know where he was from. Fox had the name and who the person was, where he was from. Had the details. Somali refugee. Although the whole legal permanent U.S. resident kept being thrown around. Trying to say, oh, look, he's, a, he's, he's from the U.S. No, he's not. Stop. Just stop. Stupid. Stop. But CNN didn't have any of the information. It was a suspect. Go figure. Go figure. CNN still hasn't learned anything. Remember the entire election process you heard? Donald Trump is doubling down. He's tripling down. He's quadrupling down. And you'd watch Anderson Cooper and Lemon and Wolf Blitz. They doubling down. He talk about doubling down. CNN just they they just laid it all out on the table. They were like, Hillary's gonna win. She's got to win. We're going all in. We're going all in. 
what's your game plan if Trump wins? He's not going to win. Okay, but what if he wins, Zucker? He's not going to win. <sighs> Cuomo, what if he, he's not going to win? Okay, okay. So you have no, just, just no back. Just, you're going all in. So now they're like, God, what do we do? Just, we're done. We have no credibility. Everybody calls us the Clinton News Network. Nothing. We're, 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 we're done. So just just let's just be MSNBC, except with different hosts. That's all CNN is now. They're MSNBC. It's like, ah, what, what do we do? What do they do? That's it. What do they? Unless they fire all the talent and restructure their programming, unless they do that. They have to stay the course and just, this is it. This is who we are. We are just a wing of the Democrat Party. So while all the other organizations, all the other um, news sites had who the attacker was, CNN was like, oh, no, who is it? So I thought that was kind of funny. I just, that was kind of funny, my friends. That was kind of funny. I know. I During the break, I had people hitting me up going, you're not talking about Cuba? Ugh. This, the whole Cuba thing. I'm like, first off, Castro hasn't been in power, really, in many years. The brother, Raul, is the one that's been in power. So Castro's pretty much been dead. Oh, but you got to talk about, ah, I, just, I don't care about Cuba. I, I just, I don't care. They're a communist country ruled by a, a, a vicious, evil dictator who wanted to kill our president. The guy tried to kill our president. That somehow it's been whitewashed. It's been liberal washed. That Castro was like a good guy. Well, he gave his people health care and he gave his people. Okay. Most communist countries do that. That's why it's a communist country. That's why it's a dictator. Most of those countries that fall under that classification provide those things for their people. Like that's the whole concept of having a dictatorship. Yeah, but the education system was really good. It's really it was really good. The healthcare really good. I would hope it would be good considering if you were gay or Anything that wasn't in line with the Castros, they would put you in jail. Hell, they'd kill you. So I would hope, I would hope the trade-off, I would hope the trade-off would be, you know, a good hospital. But yeah, I mean, Castro is a dictator. So... Yeah, whether it's Stone or 
some other liberal douchebag that wants to, you know, fantasize about Castro and uh, Hyman Roth and <laughs> Corleone. I don't know. Hey, Castro, he's a scumbag. He was a dictator. He was evil. Tried to kill JFK. Matter of fact, how? He basically plotted with the Russians to destroy the United States of America. You remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? I mean, it's a bad dude. Or as Trump would say, a bad hombre. There's really not much more to say about Raul Castro and Fidel Castro. Because they're still a communist country. Just because they hung out with Obama, just because they hung out with Barry, just because they let out uh, a U.S spy or whoever was over that big deal. They still got people in prison over there. They still got they're, they're <sighs> Castro. F him. And he's dead. Now everybody getting all nervous because uh, uh, Trump has talked about Killing uh, the executive action that Trump, or that Trump, I'm already thinking Trump, that uh, Obama did. Everybody, they're all freaking out. Oh, no, we're not going to be able to go to Cuba now. We're not going to be able we're not going to be able oh, no. Because Trump said if Cuba is unwilling to make a better deal for Cuban people, the Cuban-American people and the U.S. as a whole, I'll terminate the deal. Trump tweeted that, and of course all the lefties are like, whoa, what do you mean you can't say that? You can't do that. You don't do that. You can't. What are you doing? Stop. You can't do that. That's what they're all, they're all distraught about. Respect. You can't do that. Stop. Don't. So there, there's my take. F Castro, F uh, Cuba. My girl's like, I gotta go. I wanna go. I wanna go. Cuba. Go to Portiara. Go, go, go. Go to Mexico. Go. Uh, all right, so that was my two cents on uh, on uh, CNN and the whole thing this weekend with the uh, with the terrorists morning and them all, you know, crying and moaning about uh, Trump and and they're still they're still crying and moaning and. Bitching. <sighs> Trump, no, Trump. So now you got Jill Stein. 
You got Jill Stein. And what's funny, and I was, again, pontificating and going over this in my mind as I watched uh, CNN and I watched uh, NBC and MSNBC and the New York Times and Washington Post. While everybody freaked out uh, about Trump saying, Hey, I would have won the popular vote if it wasn't for the fact that illegals, you, you, you had voter fraud. And watching the media freak over what Trump said versus Jill Stein and Hillary Clinton not just demanding a recount, but the fact that Jill Stein has said scam, a money-making scam. She has scammed millions and millions and millions of dollars to do a recount that's not going to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. And... And he's not guaranteed to get the recount outraged that Trump brought up potential voter fraud. Then, A, Jill Stein created a website to scam millions and millions and millions of dollars for a recount. As if she finished second. You realize she has no shot of winning anything. So basically, she's being used as a vessel because Hillary Clinton doesn't want to look like the shit heel. Even though she does look like the shit heel. But as long as the media doesn't report on the fact that she looks like a shit heel, then she's not a shit heel. And here's the other unbelievably amusing aspect of this new controversy. We keep hearing the word fake news, fake news, all these fake news sites, fake news, fake news, fake news. And of course, whether it's Breitbart or I don't know, The Hill, any site that's not CNN, that's not MSNBC, that's not The Washington Post, that's not The New York Times, that's a fake news site. Fake news, fake news, fake news. The Russians are part of fake news. Uh, you know, hackers. Everybody's part of fake news. Fake news, fake news, fake news. And yet, two stories, two stories, Trump has used as basis 
for an attack or to prove a point were from the, I don't want to say the Washington Post is the record, because that's the New York Times, but let's face it, the Washington Post is touted as also uh, being the, um, you know, factual record. What they say is gospel. They're not fake news. And yet, two stories that Trump has used to prove one of his points came from the Washington Post, which is not supposed to be a fake news site. And yet, when Trump used the stories to prove what he was saying was correct, those stories were immediately called out as being debunked, as basically being fake on a website and in a newspaper that's supposed to be the most accurate and paper of record. And I just sat there this weekend and laughed and said, only uh, only this election cycle and only now, 2016, could this be happening. And let me give you the two uh, stories I'm talking about. Remember when Trump said there were celebrations going on in New Jersey? After 9-11, big parties going on, Muslims celebrating on rooftops, having a big old happy time. And instantly, everybody said, you're lying, you're full of crap, you're, you're, you're nuts, you're crazy, you're cuckoo. And Trump said, wait a minute, look, here's the story from the Washington Post, dated XYZ. Written by Serge, blah, 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 whatever that guy's name is, the crippled guy. And everybody went, what? Wait a minute, what? What? Do you, what? Uh, what? And sure enough, the article by Serge, the cripple, that was in the Washington Post, details. Muslims uh, over in New Jersey, celebrating. Some Muslims uh, being arrested, uh, links to another, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, imam who is plot. I mean, everything that Trump was saying, again, maybe a little hyperbola. Sure. That's Trump. At the end of the day, when the media said, you're making this up, this never happened. Sleepy guys, Chuck Todd is going, you're making it up, you're lying, you're lying. Trump went, no, 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 here. Serge the Cripple wrote about it in the Washington Post. Here it is, here's the story. And then what happens? The Washington Post comes out and goes, oh yeah, that's later uh, debunked. What? Wait a minute, what do you mean it was debunked? So you're saying that 
this crippled reporter that you all said Trump made fun of story about Muslims celebrating the downing of the World Trade Center. It was made up. It was fake news. Well, did you do a retraction back then? No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't make a retraction back then. You're now saying, oh, well, that was debunked. You wrote a story talking about cheering Muslims. You, you, you talked about arrests. You talked about rude. You, you talked about all these things that never happened. That's called fake news. Fake news in the Washington Post. So you all remember that. Okay. So now we jump many, 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 many months later. And Trump talks about voter fraud. Talks about illegals voting. Of course, the media goes, oh, Trump was referencing an Alex Jones story, you know, famed conspiracy, uh, you know, uh, blogger, radio host. Yeah, in fours. And Trump went, no, 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 no. No, no, I'm sorry. I was referencing a Washington Post story. I was referencing a Washington Post story that talked about vote fraud and illegals that voted for Obama in 08 and Obama in 12. And everybody went, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what, what? Trump referenced a Washington Post article. And what happened? Later on in the day, that article was debunked. It was a fake news story. Imagine, imagine the Washington Post caught two times, two times with stories that they ran that Trump referenced in backing up one of his points or one of his arguments that the Washington Post later had to come out and say, oh, well, that story was fake. And the media has the balls, and I mean balls, to talk about fake news. Oh, well, that Breitbart, that's fake news. Oh, Alex Jones, fake news. Oh, The Hill, fake news. Got news, fake news. Everybody that's not us is fake news. But yet, they keep getting caught with fake news. For, in the beginning of the primary season, even today, the media had no idea how to handle Trump or how to handle anybody that actually fought back. 
Because nobody ever fought back. Nobody ever called any of them out. And any time the media ganged up on anyone, I mean, listen, imagine if that Rachel Dozier's or whatever her name is, the white girl who got the heavy tans and did her hair up all kinky and nappy and pretended she was black. Remember that? And then she got outed and everybody made a huge deal out of it. And what happened? She buckled. And she wasn't doing anything necessarily evil. She's sitting there working for the NAACP, trying to, you know, help black people get loans or whatever the hell it is. Wasn't like she was, uh, you know, making millions of dollars of uh, uh, off being black. She wasn't doing an Elizabeth Warren. Oh, I'm uh, I'm uh, Indian. I'm Native American. No, you're not. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Well, at least that's what I was told. But anyways, that Rachel Dojes, what did she do? She buckled. Instead of when everybody came at her, instead of her saying, you know what? If Bruce Jenner can be a woman, I could be black. Now, F yourself. I'm not making money from this. I'm helping people. F yourself. And that's it. So the media couldn't figure out what to do with Trump because nobody's ever challenged him. Nobody's ever challenged the Anderson Coopers or the Glenn Thrusts or the Don Lemons or the little half-ass booger-eater reporters like Katie Turr or Jorge Ramos. They've never been challenged. So here's the Washington Post having their articles used by Trump to make a point. And because they don't like the point he's making, what do they do? Oh, that article is fake. Really? (laughs) Really? Like, what do they do? They have to bury themselves to bury Trump. And that's what they did during this election. To bury Trump, they had to bury themselves. And here we are. And all of these organizations have no credibility left anymore. They are looked at as a joke. When they report on something, everybody goes, yeah, okay, sure. And they're like, no, 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 seriously, seriously, we swear. Yeah, sure, okay. I mean, how many other stories have the Washington Post done that they would come out and go, oh, but that's, yeah, that was, that's debunked, that's fake. How many other ones? I mean, all Trump has to do is reference any story and make a point that doesn't gel with the liberal narrative and the Washington Post will go, oh, uh, that, that's, a, that's a fake story. That's, that, yeah, that, that's debunked. I mean, guys, imagine. 
The Washington Post has a story talking about Muslims celebrating. They had a reporter doing a story about people that say that's wrong. It was debunked. That means they printed a story by a reporter who made everything up. I mean, that is the definition of fake news. When Trump says, hey, this article by the Washington Post talking about illegals voting for Obama and percentages, and the Washington Post says, no, that we proved that's fake. So that article, people that did the article, quote-unquote journalists, who put the time, energy, Blood, sweat, tears. The, it's all fake. It's all fake. And they have the balls to talk about fake news stories. Russian intel. Okay. Trump talking about voter fraud. Referencing a Washington Post article has gotten more outrage than Jill Stein scamming. Scamming! Millions of... Do you realize, listen, and I'm not the only person that said this, Jill Stein has gotten more publicity by doing this than she did running for president. Think about that for a minute. Jill Stein has gotten more publicity, more name recognition doing this scam recount than her saying, I'm running for president. I want to do great things for this country. And Hillary Clinton is not the only woman you now have a chance to vote for. Nobody gave a crap. The media didn't give a crap. I've seen Jill Stein on TV more talking about this recount. The recount where there's no evidence whatsoever. And again, we go back to the media and the fact that Trump referenced a Post article him saying, yeah, a million or two million people voted illegal. You got to check this out. The stats, I got them from a Washington Post article. Trump at least had something to go on. Jill Stein and the Clinton campaign had nothing to go on. There's no evidence anywhere. Not one shred of evidence that the media is going out of their way to say Trump saying these things without any evidence is appalling it's a downright disturbing that's disturbing but Jill Stein and the Hillary Clinton campaign is not really really Anderson Cooper you scumbag 
Really, Don Lemon? Really? Really, you scumbags? Where, where's the evidence on the Jill Stein and Hillary Clinton camp of Russian hacking? Remember what we were told when Trump was talking about a rigged election? Just remember when the media was just guaranteeing the Hillary Clinton win. Remember what the media said. There's absolutely no way anyone can hack the voting machines. There's absolutely no way any Russian operative can rig the election. Donald Trump saying these things are not only unfounded, but they're irresponsible. Remember that. Remember the crap that Trump and the Trump people got for the rigged system. I watched Wolf Blitzer. I watched Chris Matthews. I I watched every single one of these liberal douchebags be outraged. Throw in Megyn Kelly. I watched them all be outraged. Where is this proof? This is obviously a ploy for Trump to have something to bitch about for when he loses bigly. Because there's no way around that Trump is going to get slaughtered. Even Josh Ernest, that little scumbag, the Obama mouthpiece. I don't know why Donald Trump is saying these things. We in the United States of America pride ourselves on having fair, free elections. There is absolutely no proof of a rigged... I mean, now, all of a sudden, what? There's proof? There's absolutely proof that there was tampering? No! Imagine this. Again, the media is ignoring this. They are ignoring this. Like I said, they've, they've quadrupled down to the point where now they just got to just, they just have to go with it. They, they've already committed the dirty and there's no cleaning up. So they might as well just go dirty until they are completely infested with AIDS and maggots and every other parasites and cancer and tumors. No evidence of machine tampering, Russian hacking. There's absolutely no evidence. Then what Jill Stein's doing is a scam. It's either or. You can't have it both ways, liberal scumbags. You, you can't have it both ways. So there's either proof that there was hacking going on. There's proof. There's either proof 
or this is a scam. Because if there's no proof, if White House has come out and said, we, 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 we have no proof. We have no proof. The White House has come out and said, absolutely no proof. Then why is Jill Stein and Hillary Clinton doing what they're doing? Why are they doing it? Other than it being a scam. Other than it being a scam. And like I said, if you go to CNN, their headline is, Trump falsely claims millions of people who voted illegally cost him popular vote. And that was based off a Washington Post story. What is Jill Stein's reasoning for scamming millions of dollars? What, 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 what's the reasoning? Like I said, the media ignores it. They've doubled down, tripled down, went all in. They lost everything on this election, and they know it. They can never get their credibility back. You'll never look at Dana Bash or Wolf Blitzer, Megyn Kelly. I mean, look at Megyn Kelly, for Christ's sakes. How's that for the ultimate, like, she writes this book. And and has she had she totally had no like Trump wasn't gonna win. She wrote that book and wrote what she wrote about Trump, knowing that he wasn't going to win. Her being booked for the whole Kelly Ripa thing the next day. That, that everything was predicated. That Trump wasn't going to win. So now all these people, all these people are so in deep, there's no way to get out. And when you get that deep, just keep burying. That's all. Because once you get out from being that deep, you're stained with that shit forever. You smell like that shit forever. Ever. Ever and ever and ever. Ever and ever. So now you got Stein together money of her website actually says I need this money back because I'm not telling you that it's 100% going towards a recount. B, we're not real sure if the recount will go through. And at the end of the day, all this money is going to go to help make voting um, integrity 
stronger. Try to help strengthen and make sure uh, when people vote, they feel competent in who they voted for and that it's all on the up and up. It's like, what the hell does that mean? I mean, seriously, you you actually go, what the hell does that mean? What that means is all of the um, desperate liberal douchebags that still can't come to grips with the fact that Hillary Clinton lost and, and they can't come to the grips with the fact that other than Barack Hussein Obama, Republican, who will actually fight back, that will stand up for themselves. And they still can't grasp the fact that it's over. And when you have people like that desperate, when you have people like that, that are, are, are grasping for straws, and when they're just anything, rather it's um, Lena Dunham, that slob, or Amy Schumer, or any of the other countless liberal douchebags that are just beside themselves that Trump won, Jill Stein can scam them out of, and that's all it's about, scamming them out of money. It's easy to scam desperate people. Just ask the people that go to those um, evangelist or faith healer events. Well, I guess you couldn't really I guess I guess you can't really ask them because they don't believe they're being scammed. But people that go to those faith healers they're so desperate that they believe that Benny Him or whatever other whack job that prays for them, put the, the their 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 hands on their wounded knee or, or cancer ridden belly is going to cure them. Or if they give uh, the Benny Hymns thousands of dollars they're going to be able to cure them of whatever disease and that's what Jill Stein has tapped into she's tapped into the fact that you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that literally have this feeling 
that Jill Stein and the Hillary Clinton campaign are going to find all of this voter hacking, this, this Russian hacking. They're going to find it in Wisconsin. They're going to find it in Pennsylvania. They're going to find it in Ohio. They're going to find it in Michigan. Because basically Hillary Clinton's going to win three of those four states. So these desperate people looking at Jill Stein like people look at Benny Him, the faith healer, her money, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, that somehow Jill Stein and the Hillary Clinton team will discover Russian hacking in Wisconsin which will somehow flip 10 or 15,000 votes. Same thing in Pennsylvania, same thing in Michigan. And the likelihood of all of that happening, the percentage of that happening is about the same as you being cured of your stomach cancer by that dirty filthy, smelly Indian Benny Him. Matter of fact, Benny Him might have a better shot. Because at least after he's done bullshitting you and you go home, Depending on what you do after that, as far as medications or maybe just by chance something goes into remission or some cancer cocktail works, whatever. But the likelihood of Jill Stein and the Hillary Clinton campaign finding hackery going on in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, to the tune of tens of thousands of votes to flip those three states is beyond zero. It's like a negative zero percent chance the media ignores this the media to me this is a bigger scam than them saying that Trump University is a scam I mean Trump University Trump teachers teaching people how to buy and sell real estate no different than going to some uh, profit school, spending uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to Harvard or to Princeton, and you're basically uh, promised by a reputation that you're going to walk out of there 
and you'll be able to name your price and job, and you wind up living in your mommy and daddy's basement. Some people graduate, and they're able to name their price. They're able to name their job. Others live in their mommy and daddy's basement. Some people graduate from Trump University, and they actually buy and sell houses, buy and sell different property, and make millions of dollars. Others, others go back to working at McDonald's or picking up dog shit on the freeway. No guarantees in life and no guarantees of going to a school that you're going to succeed when you leave. The media was real big on calling it a fraud. Well, can't get more of a fraud than what Jill Stein and the Clinton camp are doing. I mean, just the thing in Pennsylvania, okay? Just the thing in Pennsylvania. She needs to have 30,000 individual voters and have them submit an affidavit requesting the recount. So that's basically three voters for all 9,163 precincts in the state. She has to find 27,000-plus voters. Think about that. File by the end of business day on Monday. Getting a recount in Pennsylvania by Jill Stein and the Clinton campaign is basically impossible. And yet, Jill Stein has raised millions and millions and millions of dollars based on a recount, knowing that doing this recount in Pennsylvania is all impossible. And yet the media is not reporting on this scam, on this fraud. And yet they're outraged that Trump would reference a Washington Post article talking about millions of illegals that could have voted in this year's election. That somehow outrages the media. That somehow outrages even Jill Stein. Scamming millions of dollars? Scamming millions of dollars from the American people for a recount in three states and one of those states telling her that she doesn't have the proper paperwork? She doesn't even have the proper organization. She doesn't have any to trigger this recount. I mean, this is a scam.
he's not going to. And the media ignores this. Wow. Media, they just ignore it. And this is what we got. Like I said, doubling, tripling, quadrupling down is not even the word. Okay? The CNNs, the MSBCs, the ABCs, they're so deep. They're so deep into, uh, you know, their corruption and being shills for Democrats that they've given up. They've literally given up, literally given up on trying to um, get a sense of uh, respect back, integrity. They're like, F it. Absolutely F it. All right, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick, well, it's maybe not so quick. I don't know. But we'll take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, um, talk about some other stuff that we've while we've uh, been gone. A couple things we missed. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back. Come on. Oh, man. No. Are you, are you coming to the train led by a man who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you Come into the train Where brave men called out For a wall built by crane Media is terrified They can't control his reign Let's meet this year On a Trump train Are you, are you Coming to the train Where brave men called out The fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Wear a hat of hope side by side with me. Make America great again. Break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains. 
lets me this year on a Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again. Greater than ever are back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I I tried to do some stuff uh, yesterday. I know this isn't part of the sh- like politics and stuff, but I just wanted to throw this out there because sometimes I have to vent. Um, I gotta get I, this computer. One of the computers that we work on, uh, it, it, it's it's a Mac, so I know it's it's hard to get uh, viruses with Macs. But, man, it's so effed up as far as um, uh, speed. And and, and as my friend would say, uh, you you need more RAM. You need more. And I go, yeah, but I I don't get this whole, um, this whole RAM thing. I, I, I don't get this RAM thing. If if I don't download programs and I don't, um, you know, keep things on um, the computer and I and I delete things and I do, oh, well, how the hell do I have a RAM issue? And of course, my friend is not able to answer because he's not a computer expert. But I was talking with the computer people, and here's the thing. And I know again, I'm boring some of you, but when you delete things okay when when you delete things it doesn't necessarily get completely wiped off your computer like it still takes up a certain uh, percentage of i didn't know this so even though even though uh, you delete something there's a trace of that on your RAM. So you've got to actually um, delete it from that source. So they started doing that the other day. But, man, it's it's still crap. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's still garbage. So I thought I'd throw that at you because I've had a couple of people go, well, why is this, uh, you know, why aren't you getting this? Or why is this sound funky? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. We have got all these computers, but that's why. Because the RAM and uh, I don't know. I'm not a computer person. What do you want from me? I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I should have went to school for computers. I could have created like an Uber app or something like that and made a billion dollars. Think about that Uber thing. Huh? Think about that goddamn uber thing it's an app that's it it's a goddamn app it's an app that organizes a whole bunch of people <laughs> going and picking up individuals in there i mean it's an app God damn it how you get in on that i got another friend 
who's always talking about apps. I, I'm going to make an app. I go, what are you going to make? What, what kind of app are you going to make? Oh, I got this idea. What's your idea? I'm going to make what? That sucks, okay? <laughs> You're not making nothing, all right? Your idea sucks. You suck. I got a couple friends that suck. This is horrible. <laughs> oh, man. It's horrible. It's horrible. All right. So, while we were gone, Trump made some uh, picks. He made some picks. Which I thought uh, was interesting, considering that um, the media was so quick to bitch and moan uh, about... um, you know, Trump not um, picking enough diversity. He's not. He's a. Well, why? Why do you got? You got four white guys. That's all. You got four white guys. That's that's not right. You got to have more than just four white guys. What? So we got Nikki Haley. Good old Nikki Haley. Good old Nikki Haley is the uh, the 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 UN. Uh, what is it? The secretary? The you know the UN thing. <laughs> the UN. Then he got the education. Uh, the woman. Uh, what the hell's her, her name? Everybody, all the the conservatives were crying. Oh no, she's she's for she's for uh, you know. Common Core. She had to say, I'm not for Common Core. Stop it. I'm for vouchers. Just stop. Just stop with your guys' Common Core. Just stop. So those two picks, they got the, the two women. But the thing that everybody's tweaking about is Trump uh, meeting with, as you all remember, it was about or two weeks. And now there's real talk, like legit talk, that uh, Romney could be Secretary of State. Now, one of my friends, one of my um, hardcore conservative friends that owns this big distributorship in uh, Santa Clarita, when I walked in, he goes, man, he can't pick Romney. He, I'll be pissed. He can't pick Romney. He can't pick Romney. I said, listen, I don't think he's going to pick Romney. I think what he's doing is floating it out there. I think he's floating it out there, trying to see what are the pros and cons. What are the pros and cons? What are, what are people's temperature? And I also think playing a game. I think he's playing a game with Romney. I, I think he's saying to Romney, I think he's saying to um, Romney supporters, I think he's saying uh, to the establishment that wanted Romney to run and jump I think what Trump is doing is saying to all of them, here, 
See how popular your savior is. Take a look how popular your boy is. Take a look. And I think he did it to basically demoralize Romney and the Romney people. Remember, there was nothing but support from the establishment. Romney to get into the race. He was supposed to save. He was supposed to save the GOP from Trump and a lesser extent Cruz. So I think Trump floating this out there is a way to say, hey, hey, here's your savior. No one likes him. They think he's a little scumbag. And a matter of fact, if I pick him, there will be an uprising. There, there will be a mutiny amongst my own people. They will be distraught. And that's what I think is going on. I think it's nothing more than to F, and I mean F, with Romney and the Romney supporters. That's all. Nothing more. Nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. They did it. Romney. So I told my friend, I said, they're not going to go with Romney. Trust me. He's like, I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. He, he just they can't. He just can't. He can't. No, he's uh... no. He can't. No, I rather. I said, don't worry. Don't worry. They're not going. <laughs> They're not going to go with Romney. It's a way to f with them. So, uh, that is the news coming out of the whole uh, cabinet uh, sweepstakes. And, of course, while uh, this is going around, you heard um, the Washington Post and just all the likely suspects. That's what's a tr- when When we're listening to the Washington Post or we're listening to the New York Times and we're Whether it's this program or that program Reference the Washington Post or New York Times And they were all wrong They were all wrong about this election Anonymous sources And all of their unnamed sources They're anonymous sources They're on condition of anonymity All of these people were all wrong Every 
single one of them. And yet, here we are talking about the Washington Post, New York Times, people that are talking about Trump off the record. So while all this is going on, we heard, oh, Trump is not getting uh, vital national security briefings. He's not getting both. Oh, my God. Mike Pence is getting the information, but, but Donald Trump is not. Oh, my God. Are we going to be safe? You know, uh, Obama got more briefings. His lead up of taking office than Donald Trump. George Bush got more briefings in his lead up to taking the Oval Office than Donald Trump. Don, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, let's see. George Bush had 9-11 happen on his watch eight months, nine months into his presidency. So guess what? All of these briefings that he had, all of this studying that old W did, uh, sure didn't amount to crap. Because we had the worst attack since Pearl Harbor within the first year of W's presidency. And that was somebody that was getting um, national security briefings every day. And they were studying every day. So I guess... If you look at it from worst-case scenario, George Bush was worst-case scenario, and he got briefing after briefing after briefing. So I guess Trump not getting as many briefings as George W. Bush really doesn't matter. And if you look what's happened in the last eight years under Barack Hussein Obama, I guess we have to assume uh, it didn't really matter as far as briefings with him because we've had a plethora of terror attacks. A plethora of terror attacks. So, whether it's the Washington Post or the New York Times talking about anonymous sources and, and Trump's cabinet picks and Trump not uh, being part of um, intelligence, all this stuff is really moot. Because Bush and Obama tells you, oh, Donald Trump is not getting the briefing uh, that the fellow presidents have had, and that's going to put our next at risk. It's about as credible as them telling all of us that Trump was going to lose the election in a massive landslide. 
We here at the New York Times are endorsing Hillary Clinton. And we also feel, matter of fact, we don't just feel, we know. She's probably going to win every single state. About security briefings. Now, uh, it just came out. Or at least they say this is going to come out. Tom Price, who's a six-term congressman. supposed to be the Secretary of Health and Human Services. And he also somebody that didn't like Obamacare. Michael Price has a plan and it's called the Powering Patients First Act. And that would provide coverage for those with pre-existing conditions. I'm sure that no price out of the house because of pre-existing illness or injury. Our patients provide for the creation of robust pooling plans that would ensure that any one person's health status does not increase his or her cost. Price is confirmed he would be responsible for a annual budget of over one trillion dollars and also the agencies that regulate food and drugs medical research oh, everybody's dream of having uh, marijuana taken off the uh, schedule list I think it's a schedule one whatever Schedule one or two, whatever that schedule is that prevents um, real studying Alzheimer's or anything uh, else that could ail someone. So there you go. That's the uh, big news. Don't know if uh, it'll get confirmed. I got to imagine. Got to imagine that won't. Got 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 to imagine that will go down. So that's um, rather it's uh, Romney being tweeted with or um, Haley or Price. So that's where we are. That's the quick update. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. And we will be right back. Real quick. Those uh, things. Real quick. Don't go away. The C-SPAN networks bring you long-form public affairs programming from the nation's capital and are a public service of your television provider. C-SPAN, created by cable. I have no further questions. I yield back. The, um, Mr. Uh, Director, we are... About at the end, I'm going to do a concluding statement, and then I think the chairman will. I want to first of all, I want to go back to something uh, that Miss um, Watson Coleman said a little earlier, 
as an African-American man in this country, 66 years old, moving towards the twilight of my life, we cannot allow black men to begin to be, continue to be slaughtered. This morning, I woke up to my wife literally crying, watching the tape of this guy, Anton Sterling. She looked at she looked at the one for Philandro Castle in near Minneapolis, and I hope you watch them. There's something wrong with this picture. And don't get me wrong, I am all for, I've supported police, I am a lawyer, and I know how important police are, and I know there's so many great folks. But, Mr. Director, if you do nothing else in your 2,000-plus days left, I, you have got to help us get a hold of this issue. It is so painful. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. And so I don't want... I've been fortunate in my life. I've been very fortunate that I have not been harmed by the police, but I've been stopped 50 million times. Um, now, with regard to this hearing, I want to thank you again. That was our good friend, Elijah Cummings. He's a good friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, you guys can follow us at therobzakarishow dot com. Go there. You can also with um, uh, Twitter, email us on Facebook. These are all the places that uh, we're at. So uh, go there. It's Rob Zakari Show. I promise you will love the program. You will get fresh insight and a different take than what is uh, there today. So go check it out. Again, the Rob Zuccari Show dot com. Uh, you can go and uh, do the whole Spreaker, iHeartRadio. You'll love it. You'll love it. I'm at DeVos. That woman's name. I can remember her name. Betsy DeVos. I know Nikki Haley. I love Nikki Haley. I love Nikki Haley. He's great. I love the Indian. <laughs> I love the Indian. And I love the fact that she had a scandal a couple years ago. Nobody really talks about it. But, uh, yeah. Well, she's all getting on top of this reporter and reporters talking about how she's grinding her her her, <laughs> her, her crotch on him and he's grabbing her, her boobs. This is stuff. <laughs> so when I look at her, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I see it. He is a little dirty Indian. Yeah, I see it. I, I see it. See it. So I like Nikki Haley because she's dirty. <laughs> she's dirty. Devote, uh, I, you know, I know a lot about her except that during the uh, primary, she was all uh, Rubio and she was not Trump. She called her nasty things. That's what they're reporting. She didn't say nice things about Trump. But what do you do? And a whole cottage industry of people that didn't say nice things about Trump. 
and now they're in a work cabinet or, you know, be part of what is happening in the Republican Party. So it's not surprising that they uh, unearthed uh, this uh, Bessie DeVos quote. Let's see who reported on the Washington Examiner, Jason Roll. She said, uh, let's see, Trump's an interloper. There's no about him. And the more informed they are, the more they're going to get to break away. That's even held in the primaries uh, date. I think he has underperformed compared to public polls just days before the Super Tuesday contest. I think more and more people are going to realize that they really don't trust him. The more they learn about his record, they're going to break away and go to an alternate. I continue to think that Rubio is a very strong and viable candidate. Uh, that will represent our party in the future very, very well. So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, Romney bad. You know, he's an interloper. And then uh, she was asked if she was Trump, if he were the GOP nominee. And DeVos responded with the normal response uh, that the um, back then gave. I'm still confident that he's not going to be the nominee. We have a long way to go. As you noted, he has a quarter of the necessary delegates, but that's a long way from 100% of the delegates. As we start to get into the winter developers, he's going to be strong with Mark Rubio. I think the dynamics will continue to evolve. The more people understand the totality Donald Trump stands for, I'm confident convinced they are going to look for an alternative to support the that I mean, again, it could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. Remember Mitt Romney? Donald Trump is a phony. He is a fraud. He is a loser. <laughs> or even Marco Rubio, for that matter. Talk about uh, Trump's little pee-pee. So, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I, I, I get it. Jason Russell over at the Washington Examiner is trying to I'll stir the pot a little. I, I, I think what he's trying to do is uh, say to people, listen, if Trump can pick uh, DeVos to call an interloper, um, why can't he pick Rom? Because remember, I'm telling you, these establishment types, they love Romney. I'm still convinced that Trump is only doing this with Romney uh, to show all of the establishment types that the base despises Romney. They think Romney is a Mormon jerk-off. They think he is nothing more than a magic underpants-wearing jerk-off. Now, Chase Russell is part of the establishment. To say to people, hey, come on. Look at this Betsy DeVos. Look what she said about Trump. And you're fine with her. You guys are fine with her. So just be fine with Romney. Be fine with Mitt. I got to tell you. Betsy uh, didn't have that bad of things to say. Okay. Wasn't that bad. 
trying to remember her name while talking about cabinet picks and exactly. Um, exactly who the uh, other white people are. Other white uh, uh, candidates, because that's something the media likes to uh, stress. All right, Rob's a carry show. We are uh, done for tonight. I know, guys. I'm, I, some of you who have uh, bitched and moaned said to react, when we switched to the night show, it was really only supposed to be a two-hour. It's really only supposed to be from uh, seven to nine. I go uh, the longer time because uh, we would start late sometimes or we'd have technical problems. But uh, by and large, the show is supposed to be two hours. That was the game plan. If we go longer, we go longer. But it's only supposed to be two hours. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time. Um, still trying to make improvements, trying to. Know, make connection problems better and uh, actually get a uh, uh, our again. So you guys that are watching are able to see this. So, uh, we're working on it. All right. It's Rob Carey. It's Rob Carey Show. But don't forget to tune in tomorrow uh, at the same time, 7 p.m. West Coast time. That's uh, 10 p.m. on the East Coast. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.